coming to you from the pit in Arroyo Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc. John. And we're talking about all kind of, we're not talking about much fight stuff this week. We got a lot of shit. This is going to be just like a, a, a Joe Rogan podcast because we're, we are Joe Rogan-ish. Or it's like I am, uh, I'm Adam Carolla and he's Dr. Drew. We're something like in between a Joe Rogan podcast and Dr. Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. So we're late this week. We're late this week because it's Memorial Day. It's Memorial Day. I don't know why that made us week uh, late, but it did. So, did you have a good Memorial Day? I had a fantastic day. You served in the military. Thank you. You're welcome, and thank you all for serving. Uh, I love Memorial Day. Um, what was your Memorial Day this year, John? We opened the gym, so I taught. We taught the regular amount of classes, but we did hang out a lot at the house with the family and and. Uh, um, I, did, I actually, people not, I'm not bullshitting. I actually think a lot about, uh, sacrifices that people have made. Um, and I think a lot about, uh, mainly military. Um, and, and that fills my, uh, Memorial Day. Um, and then I feel proud of, of being American, proud of serving the military. Um, but I'm even more proud of people like, um, like Brian Stan, Tim Kennedy, my dad, um, you know, the, the people that not only served but actually, you know, got shot at and shot at uh, uh, what we consider bad people um, as a country. So, I mean, I love, I love Memorial Day. And it's, a, it's a great day. My wife forgot to close the gym. Like a month out, you have to say, you know, we're, we're going to be closed Memorial Day. She, she, that, she forgot that memo, so we can't just last minute say, oh, we're closed because people might not, they might plan around coming. So since she forgot, and she doesn't forget very many things, by the way, to close on Memorial Day, we were open. We had one student in one class. I had like two or three in most classes. The only, the only class that I filled up was um, our, our advanced belt class. And I think that's because that's where the most hardcore of my students are. A lot of those people that were there were going for their black belt. And they can't miss, whether it's Memorial Day or Christmas Day or whatever. If it's a training day and you're on the black belt list, you cannot miss. So, um, so that was, if you're into it, you don't want to miss. You want to, you know, you want to get your workout in anyway. Yeah, and, and most people are going to work out on Memorial Day anyway. They just go for a jog or something like that. But... We're open that day, so Memorial Day was great. So anyway, podcast today, third podcast Wednesday, today. Wednesday. <clears throat> we got a couple things to think about, uh, talk about. Um, we're gonna cut it down. I mean, we're actually gonna talk about a couple of maybe might be uh, might be um, I don't know if they're what do you call um, like they're controversial. Yeah, I know they're controversial. They're offensive. Is offensive. the word I was gonna. I don't know if they are, but number one is, let's look at that picture right there. 
Um, what are we looking at, John? John airdropped this to me. I accepted it. What are we looking at? <laughs> That's a fighter. I think it's a Jessica, right? Raj? With her new belt? Uh, with her new belt and... and but this isn't it, like part of a ESPN. It's a nice picture. Swimsuit edition, is it? No, but why? Why guys don't do that? They don't need to do what are we that. Like, well, it's not everyone's watching. Most people are probably listening. What did you oh. send me? Oh, <laughs> okay. There's people listening. Me? Okay, there's a picture of Jessica Andraj, uh, Andrade, as we say. Um, and like she's completely nude, but her UFC belt is covering certain parts of her anatomy. So it's a provocative picture. To say the least, and and I think it's a it's a it's okay picture. It's it's well done. It's, she looks happy. She looks happy, and and I have nothing against it per se, but it it kind of women. So many feminists want equality, and they want when you say equality, that means you want everything to be equal. You're never going to see a guy doing that. And is that the way women are going to sell? Uh, you know, sell themselves, set, make their brand, so they make more money in fighting. The guys don't do that. The, if you want to be equal to guys, then be equal. Like <laughs> that's not equality. That's I don't know if that's taking back a step or forward a step, but it's definitely it's definitely going against the grain if you're trying to be equal with guys. So why does a woman fighter feel the need to pose? in the semi-nude, when guys don't do that. They just, you know, they'll, you know, they'll take fighting pictures, etc. But I, I just feel like it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, it just goes against the, it's, it's hypocritical, basically. If, if, uh, if you don't hear women complaining about that, but they'll complain if they don't make as much, right? If they don't make, if they make 97 cents to the dollar, then they're going to complain about that. But if they're going to make pose in that kind of picture, but they want to be equal in fighting in the, in the UFC, then it just, it's ludicrous. It's just like, you want fucking equality, act equal. That's not acting equal. Well, I think you can't say she speaks for all women. She's speaking for herself and doing yeah. her own thing, doing what she wants to do, which yeah. she's, I think she has the right to do. I think this does bring up an interesting thing. John sent this to me because it was, you know, to talk about it. But um, recently, my one of my college-age daughters interviewed John and published her interview today online. I sent it to him. Maybe that's why he sent me this. But yeah. it was about um, gender studies in sports. That's the class she's in, I think. But she was talking to you about gender differences in the UFC. So I watched her little video. It was pretty good. It brought in a lot of topics about gender labeling like they label the weight classes women's straw weight but in the men's weight classes they don't label label them men's middleweight or light heavyweight they're just that's the light heavyweight division it's just interesting that little things you can pick up on that do point out the differences in gender when you may be trying to not have a difference in gender yeah and you can't not that just just the fact that there's a gender study class in college tells you how how completely stupid and how just off the fucking charts um, we've become as as a nation as a, as a, as a culture. It's like, and there's a reason there's a woman's class. Nobody complains and says we want to be equal. We want to fight men. 
Just like women, we want to be equal. We want to make, you know, that th extra three cents on the dollar. But when there was a draft, guys, you never heard one fucking feminist go, we want equality. We want to be drafted and we want to go to Vietnam. But that's Vietnam. If you go back and look at Where footage they? from like World War One, the guys wanted to go to war. World War, they wanted to go to war. It was, Vietnam was very different. Right. I mean, I wasn't around for either, really. Okay. But, but it's interesting the way the perceptions changed. Back then, you wanted to go to war. You wanted them to. You were 15. You're lying about your age to go to war. Not many women were. No, I'm just saying. But that, they could that, have. It's, but then the draft is different. Right. That, that's the opposite of, of a draft. Where no, you, but it's, 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 I'll tell you what the same is. Because men were forced to go... And women didn't say, we want to be equal and we want to be forced to go too. So why weren't women, Some women complaining? Some did. What? I didn't see the... I saw them and burning the bra. women want to be in the military and aren't allowed to be. Like they want to be in the a Navy SEAL. Right, but they, they don't, don't let but, them. But they don't want the same physical test. They don't mind. You never hear a woman complaining when she's going in the... In the uh, Some women do. No, they don't. They, I've never heard one woman complain <laughs> oh, I didn't about, finish. about no. not taking the same exact entrance test to be a fireman. They complain if they don't make every, every penny the same, but they don't complain about not taking the same test for the same job, the exact same job. It's a different test. Maybe the men should take the women's one too. Well, I think the other interesting point that came up in the interview that I heard of you was that you have your men and women fighters spar against each other. But they don't fight in the UFC against each other, but you do have them spar against each other. Right, but then but then they always the men will always have to go easier on the women when sparring. And women just like in the air for in the army, military, on the when I worked at the prison or in the police force or as a fireman there are men and women making the same amount, doing the same job, supposedly, but men are always going to look out for the women, not the other way around. In other words, if there's a heavy person that, the, that has to be dragged out of a burning building and there's a 120-pound woman up there, the man's going to go help her. It's not going to be the other way around. The other interesting thing <laughs> for uh, some reason. in that video was the statistic that the pay... For men versus women in the UFC. In 2015, the highest paid athlete in the UFC was a woman. And it's more based on how many people are they getting into the, buying pay-per-views or getting into the arena. It's not based on their sex. It's based on right. their popularity. As it should be. So, I think it should but be, I yeah. think that shows that as a sport, the UFC is a very equal opportunity sport. It's very equal opportunity. There's no equality in the, the athletes themselves, but there is e total equality in the in the promotion and the way they promote the women and the men and the pay scale for the me women and the men so everything's equal except for the fighters themselves and the 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 report they did the fight on was a recent UFC where the main card was this Jessica yeah. Andrade and uh, and Rose and so women women let me just say that women are every bit as tough as men when they fight each other every bit as tough far from equal Right when it comes to, to to everything to do with fighting, but they're they're every bit as tough without a doubt. And and when they fight each other, it looks like, and you see two guys fight each other, they look similar. But let me just tell you something: when you when you see two 
middle middle of the road fighters like journeyman fighters fighting each other like uh like uh the movie um with uh, Arturo Gatti and Mickey Ward they look like the best fighters in the world when they fight each other cuz they're pretty evenly matched and they 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 went at it like two like two really good women do but then if you had a Arturo Gatti against a Floyd Mayweather, it would just be a one-sided beating and it wouldn't be a very good fight. And that would be like a man fighting a woman. Bing. Wow, I thought you were promoting for men to fight women last time what? we did this podcast. To, for them to fight each other. That's the only way they'll be equal, and I think they should. But they, as of right now, they don't. As of right now, they don't, and it would take a while for them to to catch up and the only way they're going to catch up is to actually just say fuck it let's just take one there'll just be one way class the man will fight the women and then then it'll be you know it'll be attrition and it'll be you know they'll they'll have to they'll have to make changes in everything to 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 make it to the top but if they're just going to stand on in a different in a different whole different weight class a women's lightweight or whatever and then and they'll never be equal just by wanting to. The only way they'll even try to be equal is to just jump in and start trying to be equal. What's the important way to be equal? The important way to be equal is they have an equal opportunity to make a living. Yeah. They have an equal opportunity to get sponsors. They have an yeah. equal opportunity to become a champion. They have all those equalities. They do. And and, and if that's enough for them, that's great. And I, I'm all for that. I think I think the UFC has provided that. So the UFC says, it's like one yeah. one of the most equal sports you can have. It is. It is. But the women will never be as good as the guys. That's, I mean, equal to the guys. And they know that. I think they will. I think you're, I think they are and will be equal. They're equal in popularity. They're equal in pay-per-view draws. They're equal in people interested in seeing the fight. This hasn't been that long in the UFC, but I would argue with you they are equal. They are in, in that way. And that they will that be. Way. But you, but you, but you, you can never say they're equal athletes. They make the same, you know. They do this the same, do that the same. But if their but fights when, just as exciting and entertaining as the male fight, then they are equal. Right. So and and it's not and and fighting isn't a is not an objective sport, right? It's very subjective. So if you had these exact two athletes and you can and you could qualitate it somehow, right? Then you'd see like. Two women, a women sprinter and a man sprinter. If you just watch a sprint without seeing the number for the hundred meter dash, you'd say they're the same. They look exactly the same. Everything's the same. But when you see the number and the man is like almost twice as fast as the woman, then you're gonna say, wait, it's not equal. But the way they run is the same. They're co competing against other people looks the same. It looks the same. And fighting is, is completely subjective. That's why there's judges that always disagree with each other because it's subjective. But if it was objective somehow, like if you could, if you could qualitate it, not just quantitate it, then, you, then it, would, it would be that kind of sport. But since you can't, it's always going to be equal because it's subjective. Who's fighting for that level of equality? What? Who's fighting for that, to have men fight women? No, I, I don't, I don't no, know who... No, they and they don't. That's where the feminism stops. It stop. It stops where the women are clearly gonna lose something, but they want to make more money. They want to make as much money as they do. do, right? And not even doing the same job. No, I'm just talking about fighting. Right. Okay. So fighting, yeah, they'll always 
I think women fighting women is great. And there'll be equal draws to men because when they're fighting each other, they look really good. Just they should not fight men because then it'll be exposure. That they're just not that, you know. Like I said, it's like the sprinter. The sprinter, the man will always come ahead if he sprints against a woman. But when, they wa when you watch men versus men sprinting, women versus women sprinting, you can't tell the difference and the women look just as good. So bing. And they are. And they are just as good. <laughs> there you go. Until they compete with men. <laughs> you always have a little add-on. Thing. Because that's what it is. That's what. That's but when no the, one's looking that's for when that. The, Who's right? looking for that? Only oh my a god. Psychopath is looking. Women for want that. to be equal to in everything. They they like have whole. You can't even call a woman a woman anymore. She's like you get fired at the prison. I mean at the colleges if you even use their gender pronoun. Women do not. They want to be equal. They want everything equal. They don't want any separation. You, you live with a woman. They Is this how want, she feels? They want to go to the same <laughs> restroom. And the only reason women like to go to the same restroom as men is because they want to look over and see the man's penis. Wow. You have a lot of issues to work through. Maybe we should move forward. You're a doctor. <laughs> you should switch to psychiatry. <laughs> I don't you think I would me. do very well. You may have first base, first and last patient. <laughs> you put me out of business. But bang. But anyway. All right. Gonna, so anyway, thanks for helping my daughter with her project. That was great. John came across much more diplomatic in that video. <laughs> what does so. that mean? That's a hurt. That's a hurtful thing to say. I don't know For a said. fucking doctor, <laughs> did you take the Hippocratic oath? You're supposed to be nicer to me. It just they don't talk about feelings in the Hippocratic oath. <laughs> obviously, obviously, physical obviously, physical. obviously, because my heart is hurting right now. All, All right. right, we that, also we also had another debate. If this is a debate, we had another debate about self defense. This is on our. We went hiking. It was pouring and raining. It wasn't really raining because my phone said it wasn't raining, but we were getting wet. But we went on a hike. It's a liquid drought. We were That's talking we're about self-defense. And does, John, for you, does self-defense encompass your whole being as you go through life? Does it encompass as you're at home? What if someone breaks in? I'm at the gym. What if someone robs us? I'm walking down the street. I'm in Venice. I'm on self-defense mode, right? You, you're, you're ready for someone to attack you. You've got probably multiple weapons on you so you're ready to defend yourself however you're willing to drive on a two-lane road with people coming at you 70 miles an hour and not really care what you drive i feel like That's for me self-defense also should include defending yourself where you're likely to get injured which is in your car when someone's driving a killing machine towards you you need it you put your seatbelt on you put you wear your seatbelt yeah or no? Seatbelt? Not usually. No. Oh my god, this gets worse. All right, he doesn't wear a seatbelt. You know, you know it's funny because it always alar drives. it alarms like every minute or so. It'll go baby. Why does self defense with you end when you get in your you car? Always, you always hear like my 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 stepson always goes, John, would you please put on your seatbelt? Because it's like white noise. I don't even hear it, but it irritates everyone else in the car. So they're like. Can you please put on your seatbelt? Why like, does self-defense for you end when you get No, in it doesn't. Car? Let me tell you why. Because, check it out. I, I take, okay, I drive a smaller car so I can, like if somebody hits me, I can move out of the way. I can weave. I can bob. I can, I can slip punches and shit. So if someone tries to come at me, if I had a bigger car, yeah, I might have a bigger car that has a bigger chassis. So I might, you know, you might appear to be a little safer. But this car I have is like so, it's so responsive. You know, I'll just go bing. I'm like, I'm like slipping the punch. 
Wow, that's a that's a first time. That's an original argument. <laughs> it's, it's original. It's very it's original. It's but it's never going to hold water. And the jury's still out on seatbelts, whether or not they can help protect seat you in an accident. No, because I like to move different ways. That seatbelt <laughs> holds me in, and sometimes I have to like. And if I get in a crash, if I happen to get in a crash, I just want to cl- crawl out the window. And what if the car's You'll on fire? You'll already be out through the window. You won't have to crawl out of the and car. And I'll do a front roll, and I'll be okay. <laughs> But if I'm in the seatbelt, I won't go out the window. The car's crushed. I can't climb out the window. The seatbelt's all, like, tangled me up. And the car starts to go on fire. And now I can't get out of the car. And I, I burn to death in the car because the seatbelt held me in. You are friends with the sheriff. We have to get him on for this, uh, <laughs> for this discussion. He cannot know that I don't. You don't wear a seatbelt and you drive a smaller car to bob and weave oncoming traffic. These are all interesting points. Yeah. Anyway, I, I believe self-defense should start or should at least continue in your vehicle and drive something that you're more likely to survive in an accident. Because I feel like I'm more likely, these statistics may be wrong, but I'm more likely to die in a car accident than be a victim of violent crime. More likely. Living where I live and living the life that I live, I think the car is probably the most dangerous thing I do. What do you think? Um, I, uh, cars, probably, yeah, yeah, probably. Anyway, so but that's why I lower, I lower my chances, and my st- statistically, I lower the chance of me getting hurt. Is I drive a faster car, I'm always on the alert, lookout, like for like, whoa, shit, boom, you, you, you make boom, videos while boom. you're driving. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Half the videos you see of him, he's driving while he's filming it. I don't even know where I'm going and shit. The other day, I'm making a video, and some guy's smoking his cigarette, and I, I finally, I stopped the car, and he was walking the crosswalk, and he's like freaking 27 years old in good health, and he's walking real slow, so I rolled on my window, I said, fucking hurry up, bro, and he looks at me, he gives me a look, I said, what the fuck are you looking at? And then I realized, I was shooting a Facebook Live, and I was like... Oh my god, I should be ashamed of myself. But sometimes I just get kind of like I had like too much bulletproof coffee or something that day, um, and I've been doing like on it, uh, on it supplements, and I've been feeling more energetic these days than I have ever, and I feel better too. Like I had this, oh, I feel a little bit now, but I had this tennis elbow thing, and then I put, I was rubbing that lotion on it, the one you gave me, and then I have this hemp one that someone else gave me. And something made it better, I don't know, all the way. But I've been doing both, so I don't know which helped. So whatever it is. Hopefully you're modifying what you're doing. I'm not. That's anyway, why it's got to be something. I think you should think about what you drive, especially think about what you put your family in. And I do. My, my wife drives a Denali. Why can't she bob and weave? Because I don't traffic. believe they will. But I know I... Smart I no, no. I put myself in harm's way to protect my family. Stepson drives a, a Escalade truck. And wife drives a Denali truck. I drive the Honda Civic because I'm looking out for them. I don't want to put them in that position. I know I'm the one with all the martial arts experience. Your next car should be safer is all I'm saying. My next car will probably be a Durango. We'll go car shopping. I'm going to get one. I'm getting one like ASAP. But, okay, what else are we going to talk about? All right, good. So John's coming around. Maybe he'll wear a seatbelt, too. Seatbelt? No, because I feel like if somebody jumps me, I want to be able to, like, Anyway, I'll do my seatbelt. Let me tell you why I don't do my seatbelt. Okay, this is a true story. When the fucking, everybody's telling you what to do, this whole government tells you what to do, how to do this, how to do that. I'm not going to have some little beeping fucking 
voice in a car tell me to put my seatbelt on. If it, it would shut up, I would just put my seatbelt on. But the second it starts beeping, right, I just say, fuck you. I'm not going to do it now. Wow, that's... I should be a psychiatrist. There's some meaning there, deep. Anyway, that is an interesting reason. You have I'm an reasons. anarchist. I'm reasons. an anarchist. You have reasons for everything you do. So, you wanna, so you're what? sticking it to the man by going through the windshield. Whatever. What else you got on your list? What else we got? We want to talk a little bit about that? Okay. Well, they've been talking on, online a lot about... Uh, what's his first name? The, the, uh, the, Theodoro. Who just... Didn't he just lose that close fight to... Uh, um, he just lost, I think, right? It was a close fight. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but anyway, the UFC let go Elias Theodoro. Mm-hmm. Theodoro, okay. So people are complaining that the UFC shouldn't do that or shouldn't be able to do that. And that's the scariest, slippery fucking slope, guys. The UFC is a private company, right? Um... So it shouldn't be able to fire whoever the fuck it wants, really. Even if they just didn't like him. Imagine, imagine if you had your own company. Whatever it is. You have your own company. It's yours. You built it. You paid for it. You, you sacrificed to build it. And for whatever reason, so you hired a bunch of people. But what if you didn't like one of those people? For whatever reason. You just didn't get along with them. It doesn't matter why you didn't get along with them. But... On paper, they were doing a good job. But you personally didn't like you, like them. That's your cult, culture, your family. You know, it's your business. Should the government tell you you can't fire that person? I mean, can you imagine? I mean, the, the repercussions. Can you imagine the, what that means? I mean, that's, that's fucking scary. That's communism, guys. I mean, the UFC should be able to hire or fire whoever the fuck they want. Just like nobody should be forced to fight for the UFC, right? Nobody's forced. They want to fight for the UFC. Imagine if fighters were told where they had to fight and they didn't have a choice. That's the same thing in reverse. But if you choose one, you have to choose the other or you're just a hypocrite. So if you, if you honestly think that the UFC, UFC shouldn't be able to hire or fire whoever the fuck they want, then... That's uh, you're a communist. That's I mean that's all there is to it. There. Well, I think it's not. It's not a democracy. It's a private company, and there's other things other than his winning. He has a winning record in the UFC. He's eight and three in the UFC. He's thirty years old. But there's others. You know, I'm sure there's a lot more to it. And we don't know. It's and we don't have to know. It's their company, not ours. You should be able to. What if you didn't like your fucking gardener? What if he he talked back to you or he, he eyed up your wife or something? But it was nothing like blatant. Right, but for whatever reason you wanted to fire him. But what if the government came in and said you cannot fire that gardener? He has to continue to work for you, or you're going to be fined. Can you imagine? That's fucking communism. The UFC should be able to hire or fire whoever they want, just like any fighter that wants to be in the UFC signs a contract. They they're not forced to fight for the UFC, so the UFC shouldn't be forced to hang on to anyone. And they're not. I think people are upset about it, and they can voice their opinion about it, and they can be yeah. Maybe but don't 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 uh, buy ESPN Plus then, or don't watch the UFC. No, they should, but but they're also saying they shouldn't be allowed to. I'm reading that, and that's like that's that's where the that's where the communism starts, guys. That's I mean that's not, and you want to have a fighters' union? That's great, 
but the UFC shouldn't be forced to only use fighters in the fighters' union, right? And the union shouldn't be, like, strong-arming people to get in. It should be an open union, like, hey, let's all get together, and we'll, that's great. But the second they start forcing, like they used to, remember the old union when they'd fucking break people's kneecaps and shit, and they'd go to actual job sites and say, if you don't hire our workers, we're going to close down your site. That's communism, guys. You can't do that. It should be an open exchange of a free market. Like if you, I'll, I want you, you want me. I'll sign it. I'll sign a, you know, I'll sign a contract to fight for you, right? It's an open back and forth. And if it's not, if it's anything but that, that's when we better start looking out, guys, because that's gonna come get you soon. But also, if fighters aren't getting paid enough. They leave and go fight somewhere else. It's becoming more reasonable to go fight for one championship or go fight for Bellator because you might actually make some money there. Yeah. So okay. you had Sage Northcutt who was let go or not renewed, but he found another job. He got hurt horribly. But but the fighters, I think, have other options. They could form a union. They could fight right. for another promotion. And another, you know, I don't know, the UFC... Probably won't be the most popular promotion forever. Right. Things change. It's like it's like people don't like Walmart because they say they don't pay their people enough. But nobody is forced to work for Walmart people. And they pay a hell of a lot more than anyone out there. So it's like, it's like you sh- nobody should be forced what to pay anyone. And no one should be forced to go somewhere where they don't like the amount they're going to be paid. That's, that's called freedom, people. That's America. So if there's a union, that's great. But there should be no union that forces its fighters anything. There shouldn't be a union that forces a promotion anywhere. It should be like more like an association, and that would be great. Dang, what so, do you think about I don't that? know. Where, where do you think he'll go? He's a winning fighter. He'll probably have a job somewhere. He'll have a job somewhere, but, I mean, as someone that wants him, and he wants to be there. But if somebody wanted him, and he didn't want to be there, and they then all of a sudden he got in trouble, you imagine that? That's not very good. So hopefully that'll never happen, but I don't know. I don't know. That's how I feel about fighters' unions. I think unions are pretty scary because if you look back at history, you know, people say stupid things like, oh, if it wasn't for unions, there wouldn't be any child labor laws. Well, your your fighters have done okay without a union. My fighters have done okay without a union. There's been a lot of fighters that have been okay, done okay without a union, and and unions haven't really helped much throughout the years. It's like... You know, like I said, the child labor laws were made a long time ago. And how about parents having to do something with child labor's law, right? I mean, those children had parents, right? Oh, working in it's uh, working, cut the work week down to eight hours. It's like people should work at a place where they want to work. And, and people that works, you know, a company should treat their employees how they want to treat them. And then if the worker doesn't want to be there anymore, go somewhere else. And if the company doesn't want that person working there anymore, fire them. It should never be illegal to fire someone, just like it should never be illegal if you don't want to be hired somewhere. Because if you want one without the other, you're a terrible hypocrite, right? I think go if you go back, though, in history, there are times where workers were put in very dangerous positions. And, and they, they didn't have an alternative. They, maybe they didn't have another job. Maybe there weren't jobs to have. So yeah, and then, I think right now we're lucky. There are probably right. jobs to have, and you can have more of your pick to do what you want to do. But but to force somebody to come in and and brutally like the old unions used to do with fucking hammers and shit, 
and come in and force people to do things a certain way, uh, is that the way? I mean, it's like, yeah, I don't know. No, I think that's the other extreme. Yeah, so, I don't know, guys, but I, I definitely hope this guy, who's an interesting and definitely a, uh, a creative fighter, so... Well, I think it's also, I mean, you probably hear from his fans, people that are big fans of his, they're probably upset. They want to see him fight in the UFC. They want to see him fight the best talent and have a good long career. So I'm sure a lot of his fans are upset. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, believe me, guys, I get percentages of the fighters. I, I don't know if you know that or not, or but I train UFC fighters, so um, I get a percentage. So when I say I don't want them to get, I'm not saying I don't want them to get paid a lot. I wish they got all got paid $10 million each fight. That would behoove me. Right, but I still, even with that, I still don't think any company should be forced to pay anyone anything, unless it's mutually agreed upon, and nobody should be forced to pay anyone anything, and no one should be forced to accept a payment they don't want to accept, and I think it should be mutually uh, acceptable, and so, but it, because I've had people go, oh, you're a trainer and. You know, you want fighters, you're against fighters, you know, equal rights or rights, this, that's bullshit. I want fighters to make $20 million a fight because that means I'd make more. So I never want them to make less. That's just plain stupidity. I just don't think we should, we should become a communist country just so I can make a little more off my fighters. I think it would help to know why he's let go. If you take a winning fighter in the UFC and say, why did they let him go? I think it would help fans... You know, it's just it's confusing. What, closure? No, just like be nice to know why. It would is be. he not an exciting? Is he not exciting enough? What is it? Yeah, it would be nice to know, and I, we probably will know. We just don't know right now for well, whatever reason. Well, when we hear from him, it'll be interesting to see what he says. Let's call him, get him on the show. Get him. <laughs> Let's talk to him. That would be interesting. All right, all right, guys. So I think we do. We have fights next week. Yeah, I think there's some coming up. I think we have fights next week. I got Master Wong coming here, guys, and we're going to do some videos. He will be on our podcast, and we are going to have him. Uh, oh, cool. I want to meet Master Wong. He's going to be on the podcast. Where did you hang out with him? What, in Florida? In, in Florida. We did some videos. We're, we're hanging out here. He's going to do some, we're going to do some videos and some, and some classes here, and then we're going to go to Vegas to the Martial Arts Super Show at the Bellagio the 1st uh, and 2nd of July. And we're going to do some uh, seminars over there. Um, Does he go to that every year? No, this will be the first year going. Oh, nice. So, the first year going. And we're actually starting a program where it's going to be a mixture of our stuff, mainly my Hawaiian Kempo. We're going to call it HK3. And it's going to be an online program for people that want to promote in their belt system. And that'll be a way to promote online. And people think it's, uh, anyone that thinks it's a way to make dojo your, your dojo, I, I welcome you to try. And if you think, if you think our system is McDojoed just because you're doing it online, then that's, then uh, you're crazy. Because it's going to be held to the highest uh, standards. People are going to test where I'm going to watch them testing. Um, and it's like, I mean, almost, you don't do almost anything online. It's, nobody considers it uh mcdojoing i mean you can get your phd online now so i mean i think martial arts is the next step and there's ways to do it now where i can actually real time watch them doing stuff i'm teaching them and they will have to come out at, at uh, uh, a couple times to get their belt and they'll get their belt here with me and master wong so it's going to be i think it's going to be an exciting program because so many people love my hawaiian Kempo program 
and the way that it's so uh, it's so effective yet old school tough yet f it brings in like a family feel, and they like the no nonsense uh, battle tested stuff we're teaching. People love it, and Arroyo Grande is such a small place. There's people all over the all over the world, not just the country, all over the world that are actually signing up to get in line to do this co course that we're doing. So it's going to be called HK3. If, you, if you're interested, uh, go to Facebook and go put in H, H, uh, HK3 and it'll come up and then request entrance into the closed Facebook group and you're in. What's HK3? Hawaiian Campo 3. 3 is, is, is it's so many things in martial arts, but the main thing it is is Mind, body, and spirit. Oh, okay. Because so much of the, what we do touches mind, body, and spirit. And then, HK3, we do striking, grappling, and conditioning. Like, there's that, too. You know, so there's there's a lot of threes that came in. And that's why Kajikempo, which is my original system, has the club. And it has three, you know, whatevers. Oh, yeah, like that. So it's like mind, body, and spirit. So... Anyway, when I said it like that, it's because James is wearing a Kaja Kempo shirt, which actually has a club on it. So mind, body, and spirit is the main thing. Striking, grappling, and conditioning is the other thing. But good things come in threes. Totally. Bing. Well, we'll have a third. We'll have uh, Master Wong here at our podcast. When is he coming next week? He's coming the 26th. Oh, like a month. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. All right. I look forward to meeting him. That'll be cool. All right. All right. So... Is there a next week? Is that next? Oh, it's... It yeah, Anthony Smith's June fighting 1st. again. Yeah, June yeah. 1st. That's next He's week. He's fighting like two two uh, top contenders in a row. Yep. He's a champion and a top contender. Gustafson. And then we got Latifi again. So that would be a good one. Uh, and then we got Manoa against... I don't even know that guy. And then we got... I don't even know those. I don't even know those. Well, so, anyway, you got You got... Elar Latifi and Volkan Ozdemir, and then Gustafson's fighting Anthony Smith. That yeah, main so event should be good. So it's be good. This is next. Uh, this is Saturday. Okay, so we'll be we'll be talking about that next week, and uh, stay tuned. And please share this podcast because it is becoming the best podcast in the world. One more thing, where were you last night? Was it last night? Last night. Where were you? At the I? graduate. Oh, last night. Did we yeah. talk about that? Yeah, I'll just say we we every every year at the graduate, which is a, a nightclub in town, which I actually fought at uh, with Chuck as my he was my semi main, I was the main event. I actually promoted one of my last kickboxing matches myself. I promoted it and fought the main event in it. And Chuck Liddell was the semi main. Were they in the same location then? It was the exact same. Yeah, yeah they've been there a while. And and the and the ring was set up in the exact same place, right in the middle of the dance floor. And then they put chairs all around. Well, anyway, yet last night was they did something called frat fights, and they get fraternities and they match up guys and then they train them for a month at the local pit in in San Luis Obispo. They call that pit fit, um, and it's trained by uh, Antonio Banuelos, who's an ex UFC fighter and WC fighter. Um, and they fight each other, and it's for a really good cause. It's for a, a, a suicide hotline cause, really good cause. Um, and they fight, and so the entrance, you know, to pay to go, you're paying for this, and then you get to watch really good fights. And it's boxing rules. They fight in a ring, and they put on 16-ounce gloves and a headgear, 
and they go at it, man. These fucking frat boys, man. I'm, I'm really proud of them. They, they, some of the guys like this one guy gets fucking arm thrown out of his socket, his shoulder, and it was out. I, I mean, should have been there, right? And so I had to go in there and I put it back in in the middle of the in the ring. Good I job. Popped, I popped it back in, and I was like, "All right." He goes, "I want to keep going." I was like, "You seriously want to keep fighting?" And the if, crowd's going crazy. Good thing I wasn't there. I wouldn't have let him. I know. <laughs> so I let him keep fighting, and about ten seconds back in, it pops out again. Yeah. So I go, "You know what, bro? You're out. Go to the doctor. Go to the hospital." But he wanted. But he goes, "No, just put it back in. I want to keep going." So obviously, you could tell he's had it popped out before. Um, but but I but it's weird because I popped it back in. You know, I, I know how because I'm a nurse. I know how to pop in a shoulder. Couldn't do a hip, but I can do a shoulder. Um, so I pop it back in, and he still goes out. He sees throwing like crazy for about 10 more seconds. Then he was out. So he, I was really proud of guys like that. Then I had a guy that's nose was just totally bleeding. And I, and I looked at him, and you could t- and these guys aren't fighters. They probably never fought a day in their life. They grew up little rich kids, and mommy and daddy sent them to Cal Poly and shit. I mean, these guys never been in a fight. But this guy didn't want to quit. He was like... I mean, he's like, no, I want to go on, I want to go on. And nobody, okay, out of 13 fights, only two guys, only two guys quit. Everybody else, even the beatings that were taken, they wouldn't quit. So I was really proud of them. They were, uh, and Antonio really does a good job with them. So. Have you got any of those guys to keep coming after that? I think there's a couple of them that train at uh, the slow one now, which is uh, near Cal Poly, but... I don't think I've ever got any of them, no, but so that's what I got going. It's all action up here, guys. The pit and what we do here in the central coast of California—it's all action. I don't know why you're not living here and training here, but if you're not and you're hearing our voice or watching us, get your ass up here. At least come visit. Take it easy, John. Till next week. Bang.